0: The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And how much fun is this? It's yet another Royals win in convincing fashion as we welcome you into Clubhouse Conversation. Davo's Dish, a complete backyard beating of the Detroit Tigers. It was 11 to 8, but if you watch the game, you and I both know it should have been 11 to 2 or 11 to 3. So, the Royals completely return the favor of what Detroit's been doing all year whipping around KC is the Royals this time are the aggressor and completely smoked the Tigers as they moved to 11 and 3 in the month of June. The Royals now have an 8-game winning streak. They're again at a high watermark for games over 500 at 37 and 32, now 5 over and are just one half game behind Detroit. With three games to go in this series, they're also 4-0 on the current road trip, which we said coming in, 4-3 was the realistic goal. We thought two out of three in Chicago, a split in Detroit. Well, the Royals already have a 4-3 road trip guaranteed now. So now you have to go ahead and at least get 5-2. You have to win one of these next three games now. And I think the Royals will. I said last night I thought they'd win two of the four. I'll stick by that for now, but if they do somehow beat Max Scherzer tomorrow, then all bets are off, and it wouldn't shock me if the Royals take three at that point. So... We'll see what happens. We'll talk more about tomorrow here in a second. I found some interesting stuff about Max Scherzer out. But let's talk about the offense. It just continues to rake right now for the Royals, even despite kind of an inauspicious beginning. The first two hitters, Nori Aoki, Omar Infante tonight, swung at the first pitch, made quick outs. The Royals had just 10 pitches in the first inning. And then the second inning, you get your guys at first and second. And nobody outs, and you get doubled off on a ball hitting the right center gap. Billy Butler, God knows what he was doing standing at third base with one out. I don't know if he lost track of the outs or was just convinced the ball was an easy gapper. But if that's the case, just either you're tagging there, you're tagging there if it's in the gap. At the very least, you're playing that halfway and getting back if they catch it. I mean, because if you need to cheat and get all the way to third base to score on a double, That's pathetic. I mean, no one needs to cheat to score on a double from second base. You you play it halfway at worst. So I don't know what Billy Butler was doing there. So even despite that, you know, running themselves out of an inning, then in the second inning and not scoring until the fifth, the Royals had 11 runs on 17 hits in this game. 11 runs on 17 hits despite four shutout innings to begin the game, despite some horrible base running, despite questionable approach. In the first inning, and that includes five extra base hits for Casey, including the biggest one of the game. There were two giant ones, obviously. The first one we'll talk about, of course, is the second biggest, in my opinion. Billy Butler, the 4-2 Royals lead. against Justin Verlander with one out, cleared the bases with a double in the fifth inning, putting the Royals up 4-2. And then in the in the uh, sixth inning, Omar Infante makes the score 7-2 from 4-2 with two outs. When he just drills a three run home run, took the game from four to two to seven to two, and that was it for the Royals from then on. Jason Vargas took it from there. Another very good start for Vargas and much 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 better than his last start against Detroit at Kaufman Stadium and the, the last time he and Verlander towed off when Verlander flirted with a no hitter for two thirds of that ball game and the Tigers just slapped Vargas around kind of like the Royals did the to Verlanders tonight. Seven innings for Jason Vargas. Two runs on seven hits, two walks, four K's. And I continue to believe he is a dark horse candidate to sneak onto the All-Star team. He's now seven and two with a three-two-five ERA. The innings pitched are there. The advanced stats look pretty darn good. Seven and two, three-two-five. I'm telling you, if Vargas gets to 10 wins with an ERA around 3-2, how are you going to keep him out that all-star team? So Jason Vargas doing the job, the offense doing the job. How about Lorenzo Kane making an awesome catch in the 7th inning with one out in the right center field gap? That's got to be the play of the night. You know, baseball tonight, Sports Center, whatever that show is on Fox Sports 1 that nobody watches. <laughs> the one with Doug Gottlieb, who I can't stand by the way, but great catch by Lorenzo Kane out there. I I guess, you know, Royals fans have to always have something to whine about, you know, after 25 years of getting beat up it's not really, this is legit, a legit thing to, to kind of whine about. Let's let's talk about the continued ineptitude of the six through eight spots in the bullpen, eight at the moment, but as far as the six through eight, the best guys you have out there in the bullpen, your Tim Collins, your Marriott's, and your Donnie Josephs. Now, we talked last night, I believe it was last night, it was the day before, one or the other, about how three of the last four times the Royals held a four-run lead or more in the ninth, Greg Holland ended up having to at least throw in the bullpen if not come in the game. They, the Royals can just not find somebody at the end, end, end of that bullpen. End meaning, again, the very last guys in the bullpen, the 24th, 25th, 23rd men on your roster. The Royals cannot find this year competent people to finish games. I mean, you tried, unfortunately, Lewis Coleman in that role after he had a much bigger role the last couple years. He couldn't get the job done. You know? You run out there, Justin Marks one game. (laughs) That didn't turn out so good. Michael Marriott hasn't been exactly on fire. He had Casey Coleman briefly. He didn't really get too much of a look, so it's tough to say on him. And then, of course, Donnie Joseph tonight. (laughs) The Royals need to improve that. Having Bruce Chen come back will take out one of those two spots, but you got guys like Spencer Patton, who have a whip under one, and ERA have a 1.03 down there, over a strikeout on an inning. He's not in the 40, I understand that, but you've got someone like him. You've got Buddy Bauman down there, who's a lefty with an ERA in the low ones, getting nearly a strikeout per inning after having way over a strikeout per inning last year in Omaha. Those two guys are not in the 40, but then, you know, you've even got guys, hopefully soon, like Chris Dwyer, who could come up if you needed him to. You've got, you know, there's more guys. Lewis Coleman, hopefully, can get better. Casey Coleman, I don't know. You just, to me, Tim Collins is an issue. He struggled against tonight in that eighth inning. He struggled the other night in the ninth against Chicago. He's been basically three out of four outings looked very, very, very shaky this year. Has Tim Collins, and obviously Joseph and Marriott aren't here for the long haul as of right now. They're, they're both guys with upside who could make it back up here, but I don't think they're ready at this exact moment to be on this team. And It's time we start treating this like a playoff team. I mean, we're we're gunning for the division at this point. I don't think any of us thought three weeks ago this was possible. We thought maybe the Royals could sneak into a wild card. I said right here in Clubhouse Conversation the Royals are, are not out of this. People were panicking. I said, no, they're not out. They're not going to catch Detroit, but they could win the wild card. I said that. But who would have ever thought that Detroit would collapse like this and that the Royals would get this hot after getting swept by Houston? I mean, I think we all thought the Royals were a lot better than that Houston series, but I don't think anybody during this particular stretch of schedule saw this coming. It's just a credit to the Royals team, Ned Yost, Dale Swaim, you know Dave Island on and on, Dayton Moore. Everyone in that organization deserves a pat on the back for how they've been playing over the last three weeks and for sticking with them. Stubbornness was some of it, but you know what? In the end, the guys that are getting paid the big bucks to make the decisions are looking pretty damn smart right now. So that's good, but my point in in going to that whole diatrob there is is you've got to improve the end of your bullpen. You're 23. You're, you're 22nd through 25th man. We'll talk about this more as the trade deadline nears. But you need somebody like a Ben Zobrist who can provide immediate upgrades in right field if Aoki continues to struggle, or third base, or if Infante who continues to battle with injuries his whole career goes down. You need somebody like Bonifacio last year that can come in or Zobrist, whoever it may be. And it really improved that bench and improved that lineup a little bit. So that's one thing they'll have to do. But then there's two spots in the bullpen that are still pretty weak right now. You know, Chen will be one of them, but if you're, I still think Patton's the answer, or Buddy Bauman. But those guys are on the 40s, so who knows what's going to happen. Hopefully Lewis Coleman can get it together, maybe Dwyer. But at some point the one other thing the Royals need is a shutdown lefty in that bullpen. Now Francis Lee Buena looks like a nice reliever. I want him up here. I love that he's added the sidearm thing, but the Royals, a really, really good team that's going to make a run in the playoffs, needs to have at least one shutdown lefty, a loogie, if you will. And the Royals really haven't – when's the last one they had? I'm trying to think the last true loogie. They've run guys out there the last 10, 15 years like Hame Serta and, you know, we had guys like Brian Shouse, Jamie Walker back in the day. I don't even know who the last one was. I mean, AFL, but he wasn't a loogie. Who was our last loogie? I have to look that up. That's a good question. Top of my head, I can't think of an effective one. Yeah, yeah. Shouse, who else is there? Rick Dehart, remember him in two thousand three for like five outings. <laughs> anyway, the point being, Donnie Joseph and Michael Marriott are not getting the job done right now. It's ridiculous that you can't have a five or six run lead in the ninth inning and and have Greg Holland just chill and not have to worry about throwing. You know, because even if he's not coming in a game, if he's getting hot three out of four nights eventually that's going to hurt a little bit too you don't want him getting overworked from warming up for games either so obviously tim collins shaky outing tonight one inning one hit one walk 1k the walks have got to stop he just can't seem to get his control his command i should say down the, the breaking ball command is completely gone for tim collins i don't know what happened It's it's gone it's got to be mechanics but again this is not the place to be working on that and and at some point, the, the, the other problem is you might say, well, you know, when the Royals are ahead really big, they can afford games like this. Or when they're down really big, they can afford games like this. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. Although we've already discussed how it negatively affects Holland and Davis and those guys who have to at least get warm even if they don't come in. But think about the extra innings games. I mean, if this division comes down to a game or two, you don't want to you know, piss away a game or two, pardon my French, from... Having to bring in Michael Marriott or Tim Collins in the 13th, 14th, 15th inning of a game, you know, in a tie game, eventually those guys are going to have to come in in key situations. You can't hide them the whole year. And and my point is, if you've got the ability to upgrade your ball club, you need to start doing it. The Royals are in this. It's time to bring some guys up from Omaha. Or it's time to go out and make a trade before the deadline for that shutdown lefty. They need a lefty out there, a legitimate major league lefty. Will Bruce Chen help? maybe, but he's more of a long guy. I don't, I don't know that he's the answer, you know, for a loogie type thing. But he's not going to get strikeouts either. He can't come out of the bullpen and strand runners very easily. So that's just like I said. If there's one thing you want to talk about right now at the Royals, and it's a good thing we're talking about this because you know if the Royals are losing right now and they're under 500, nobody cares. But the point is, the team looks pretty good right now. They look strong right now. The starting pitching looks great. The bullpen looks great. The defense looks great. The offense all of a sudden looks good. You know, great right now, but at least it looks good overall. Another week of this, the Royals will probably end up in the middle of the pack offensively again, just from the stretch right now of offense, which we've been talking about. We knew it was coming. We've, we've said all year here on Clubhouse Conversation that even if this is an average to slightly below average offense, they were going to have two or three weeks like this. So let's hope this is more than just a hot, hot streak. But either way, the Royals need to just keep on racking up the victories right now while they're hot. Keep doing that, which they're doing right now. And give them credit. But my point... Final point with this whole end of the bullpen, the bench type thing, is that's a great sign that we're talking about this. and It's something we'll address more as the trade deadline nears, but it's just something I think the Royals should address pretty soon here. You've got guys, you've got some roster crunches with the 40 men, but at some point Spencer Patton has to come up here. Buddy Bauman, I think those two should have a chance to come up here. I really do. I mean, look at their numbers compared to Johnny Joseph, who's on the 40. I understand that, but they're night and day better than Donnie Joseph the last couple years in Omaha. So at some point, I just think if you're in this, you need to go all in. You need to get the best team up here for a possible extra inning game or to make sure guys like Holland get rested. Donnie Joseph, tough outing, two thirds of an inning, six runs and five hits, two strikeouts and a walk. He now has an 81 ERA, 81 ERA between Marks and Joseph and Brooks. That's not good. Those three. I feel bad for those guys, man. It's it's not good. I mean, uh, we all want them to succeed. They're all homegrown guys. I mean, Joseph came over from the Reds, but for the most part, they're homegrown guys. I guess Mars came over from the A's. <laughs> but hey, Brooks, we drafted him, so one of the three was a homegrown. But you get my point. They've come up through the Royal system. So let's hope those guys can get back down to Omaha. They're guys that can still help you out, but I just think it's time right now to have guys up here who can finish games off and not worry about that kind of stuff. So let's look forward to tomorrow then. We, we previewed the whole series yesterday. Let's focus a little bit more on tomorrow's game. Take it one game at a time. here. The Royals have that first game. They need two at the minimum coming into this series. So you need to win one of the next three, preferably two or three. When I say one of the next three, I'm not saying I'll be happy. I mean, I will be happy. If you go five and two on this trip and split with Detroit, you have to be happy. You can't be upset at that point. Unless you somehow blow an 11-2 lead or something later in the series, then you can be pissed. But... Realistically, you got to get one of these next three for sure. Then anything else at that point is just absolute gravy. Anything else, you're coming home in first place. And I have to imagine we'll have some huge crowds in this next homestand—a big nine-game stand coming up for the Royals. So, Donovan Ventura versus Max Scherzer tomorrow. Scherzer, let's talk about him. He's eight and three with a three five right now. Now earlier this year, the Royals have only seen him once. They missed him in, here in KC. They saw him in Detroit opening, you know, opening uh, series. Back then on April second. He threw eight shutout innings against the Royals, scattering four hits, one walk, seven Ks. So we know how Nail Scherzer is seeing him for many years now. But the other thing, here's a couple more things about him. He's coming off a three-hit shutout his last start against the White Sox. He struck out eight, three-hit shutout against the White Sox. It's impressive, although we just saw the White Sox, and so they're not exactly going to strike the fear of God into anybody. Probably the second worst team in the American League. But still impressive. But the good news is before that, the four starts before that, Max Scherzer, here's what he allowed earned run-wise. Four, four, five, and seven. So the four starts before that, four, four, five, and seven earned runs respectively. So Max Scherzer is somebody you can get to. I mean, he had an amazing streak before that at the start of the year where it was like two, three, zero, one, two. You know, he was just not giving up earned runs for start after start. But we'll see. I mean, The way the Royals are hitting right now and the way Ventura's pitching, you have to feel decent about your odds tomorrow. This is a clear Detroit advantage still. I know Ventura, his stats compare very favorably to Max Scherzer if you look at it in the vacuum this year. But you still have to go with Max Scherzer. You know, he's a veteran. The Tigers really need to be a stopper tomorrow. They really can't afford to lose to the Royals again tomorrow. On the slide they're currently on, yeah, they took two out of three from Minnesota. But besides that, they've been playing awful. The last almost month now has been all you know, completely awful. So the Tigers need that game tomorrow. They don't want the Royals beating their one-two guys, Scherzer and Verlander. I mean, Sanchez might be and Smiley are probably better at this point than Verlander, but at least opening day wise, you had Verlander and Scherzer as your one-two guys. So the Tigers need this game bad tomorrow. The Royals, to me, this is kind of just a let's go get it game, but not a game you're going to lose any sleep over tomorrow because the Royals just need to be one of the next three, two of the three max. So we'll see what happens. I feel like Ventura's going to be pretty strong. If you can get six to seven innings of two or three-run ball out of him, work Scherzer. I mean, this Detroit bullpen is the worst in the American League. So if you can get Scherzer out after seven innings, get three runs off of him. That's the goal. I want this to be a 3-3 game. Or, you know, the Tigers having to more than three after seven. If you make this a battle of the bullpen, you're going to win the game. Plain and simple. So the way the way Ventura is going, I just have a feeling, you know, no Torrey Hunter. I can't imagine Torrey Hunter is going to play tomorrow with that. So, you know, if, if it's a cramp in the hamstring with his age and as important as he is, you're not going to in a day game the day after. You're not going to play him tomorrow. So there'll be no Torrey Hunter, in there tomorrow that'll help a little bit. This lineup is, I mean, man, remember when Austin Jackson just to kill the Royals and was more feared? He just what happened to him? He's having a down year. Kensler's not overly that impressive this year. Rajai Davis is awesome. I've always liked him a lot, dating back to his A's days. And, of course, you've got Miggy and Victor Martinez, but it's not really a lineup that you feel like Ventura is going to have that much trouble with. I mean, I just think I'm confident in him that much. So we'll see what happens. It should be another good game tomorrow night. We'll have it for you on Clubhouse Conversation, as well as an interview tomorrow with a current Omaha pitcher. There's your hint. We'll be talking to him late tomorrow morning here on Clubhouse Conversation. Until then, enjoy this game a lot. Enjoy this ride right now that we're on because we deserve this, Royals fans.